Alright, you're listening to the Unresearched Podcast. This is part two of our uh, discussion about the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan in the 80s and all that old bullshit. So Davey lived through it. So let's let's discuss this. Let's discuss. We're not doing any research. We're just like talking off the cuff. We're off the cuff. Um, I'm trying to think of like... Does it tie into like the assassination attempt to John Lennon? Because he died in like 81? Yeah, John Lennon. Like, so there's a lot of these weird people that were trying to kill people, not so much for like any agenda, just kind of to, for no, notoriety, right? Was that something that tied into with Reagan? I don't. I. Hey, well, no, wait, 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 because because uh, that sort of shit, that sort of shit, those, those two, no, those two things, because Hinckley, Hinckley was, Mark David Chapman was obsessed with Lennon, and. John Hinckley was obsessed with Jodie Foster, and to impress Jodie Foster, he shot Reagan. I think one one of those is right. Yes. Two completely different fucking motivations, etc. The fucking it's just like you know you you eat your food with a fork and I eat my food with a fork, but you know I stab myself in the face. Once but also the Pope was also a assass- like there was an assassination attempt on the Pope in the eighties yeah, as well. I mean, well, I'm just saying it's like there's these weird correlations of like these three prominent figures each trying to get uh, assassinated. Only one was a su- successful, which was John Lennon. Then you got Ronald Ronald Reagan, and then the Pope. I mean, that was like the last year, though, because everybody tried like fucking tried, the winter squeaky tried to shoot uh, Ford. Sounds like something Teddy Roosevelt would do. Nobody tried to kill a fucking president. Nobody ever tried to kill, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think they figured out maybe you don't need to whack the fucking president to, to like, make a political statement anymore. You so, know? Like, like, if, we're, if we're discussing just solely in the 80s, because those three things happened in the 80s that, that, you, that you lived through. John Lennon, Ronald Reagan, the, and the Pope. So, okay, so the Pope, um, I, I can't remember his name. John. Uh, oh, no, I remember it was John Paul II. <laughs> the fourth. John Paul I. John Paul, I was in Ensenada when John Paul I died. It was crazy. And, um, and then we watched the fucking smokestack go. 
John Paul II. And uh, he uh, uh, he got shot by uh, dude. Yeah, but I'm trying to. I, I without you searching. Well, he, I, I, he, the person had. Well, the Pope thing is not important. I want to talk about like Ronald Pope, Reagan. Specifically. It's, it's, it's important. It's important because, like, the, you know, the Pope was viewed as the head of state. Yeah. You know? and and the Pope, the president, the president has the populace that follows the president, and but the president can still do things that the people don't like. The Pope, the Pope's a different story. The Pope leads people. People, what the Pope says, people fucking follow the Pope. There's not a bunch of Catholics going, you know what, the fucking Pope is wrong. You know? <laughs> like, it's, it's, so, um, that, that was, so, okay, so Reagan, so John Hinckley, you can cut 90% of this out, right? Fucking John Hinckley, um, John Hinckley is in love with Jody Foster. And, um, I think he wrote letters to Jody Foster. And, um, and then because he was obsessed with this is the narrative this is the narrative I've been led to believe that he was this, obsessed with taxi driver right is that was that it? he was obsessed with a foster and taxi driver because she played a uh, a, a, a sex worker apparently yeah and then and then uh, Robert De Niro's character was unhinged was unhinged Travis Pickle yeah so I I kind of feel that was. Part of the motivation, but might have. Just, watch do you, like what the the I'm, I what I want to just kind of the, the whole vibe of the culture of like the era that you were living in because you lived through this. I was like, what was it like to be living during during this time? Uh, okay, so let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Uh, I wrote disco sucks on the stuff. Uh, I wrote punk is bunk. It's those mod. Uh, I wrote metal rules on shit, and then I also wrote metal sucks. I wrote fucking calling out stuff. I uh, I drove I, 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 I drove riding bolts on my school books from like uh, riding bolt some bullshit or something like that. Uh, I listened to Gary Newman uh, Pleasure Principle album quite a bit and Blondie. I loved uh, Parallel Lines by Blondie. And, um, Benatar's, uh, the one with, what you gonna do to my heart? Right? That one. Um, I listened to that record a lot. Um, I, um, went to concerts all the time. And, um, it was fucking fun and I'd get concert t-shirts and uh, I would hang out with kids that were like 16 even no, though go, go ahead go ahead go ahead I can't repeat that it was all a big lie I don't remember what I lied about no no um, I don't know where where was it like fucking I was like I got totally into like the survivalist aspect of first blood and like so, so your eighties life, your eighties teenage years. I didn't want to be fucking Rambo at all, but I liked the 
You didn't want to be Rambo. No, I don't want to be like Rambo, like a fucking beat up fat asshole or nothing like that. Like, I wanted to be like fucking, you know, I like the idea of like knowing how to survive shit, shit hit the fan, but not like in that way. So I was like, you know, not like in the 2020 way. Uh, so, so that's the, the, insane. Um, so I just okay. So culturally, you were very much involved in these, uh, maybe not considered normal uh, ways of life. I feel like I grew up fast, and so like I wanted. Uh, my sisters were all older, so I cling to older people anyway. Right. But, uh, like, but I, my, friends, my friends were like older, and like, and I would ride in their cars, and you know, a, a 12, 13 year old kid that hops in a fucking car can do whatever the fuck they want, and other while other kids are at home like picking their nose and trying to fucking Star Wars dolls. So you you have a, a very distinct perspective and intellectual outlook on how the world is doing because of the way that you were raised during the 80s but you lived through this era of the 80s that was very high on maybe not so much culturally I know, progressive I, I, when you were switching being cultural earlier, progressive would be kind of counter counterculture i'm gonna interrupt you. yeah I, I don't think counterculture is a word i you know like I'm, gonna, I'm kind of going to go on what I was saying on the last episode last week. I don't know if you remember, but like, um, the, 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 we were in a renaissance before the Christians shut down that shit. We were in a fucking art renaissance and a culture renaissance that was like fucking so do you like, think it was like it was like the satanic like, panic and also the AIDS pandemic? Why do you, it's not satanic panic or none of that shit. I'm talking about fucking like we were saying like hip hop, punk, fucking visual music, like music videos, things like that. That was bound to happen because of the things that were happening. But what without gave the, the Christian? What gave without, the Christians the the upper hand on the boundary? On... Without the boundaries set by moral assholes, right? And so everybody was fucking, like I said, everybody was gay and everybody was fucking having a great goddamn time. And when I say everybody was gay, it was mostly that everyone just was not. Oh, they just, it was fucking great. But what I'm saying is like, let me ask you this. What gave the Christian right the upper hand, though? Was it it the Reaganomics, the the Reagan administration? Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter fucking and said that he fucking God told him what to do to the president and they used that to fucking mold Reagan an actor, an artist himself who was also you know, who was also had his fair share of fucking dudes and also saw UFOs and like, and was married to like fucking, and it was also divorcee huge, huge one right so, no, you know, people didn't get divorced. Yeah. So, I, I, and, and so, like, so, you know, like, there was this art. Like, they got literally got, he was literally the, the devil. You know? Like, when you think about it, Ronald Reagan, like, his whole lifestyle was 
a fallacy, fabrication. He's no really no different from Dee Snyder, except he's got a cowboy hat instead of like really high heels. So let let me ask you this question. So the the Christian right, the the evangelicals that were basically they were given carte blanche during the eighties, even though eighties was very much. Um, an era of like kind of like awakening of different cultures, but they were shunned in the modern aspect, and that that kind of like led the direction to where we are now. It's the Christians got poor people to give them enough money to fucking tell them what to do, you know, to like enslave them. You know, it's fucking insane, and they, that's what they did. That's how they survived. They got enough money to fucking just control the narrative, you know, and. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I, I can't tell you about Bush. I, I, I don't, um, I can't tell you much about, like, Bush coming into power. We just assumed that, like, that would be a secession, you know, of power. Like, that would be, like, or a succession, you know? Like, because we went right from Reagan to Bush, right? So, but you were you were a um, a punk rocker in the eighties. You were counter counterculture. You were rebellious to whatever the culture was. You're not. A, you weren't yuppie. You weren't like this. I would. I read because I read a lot. Of, I read a lot of zines and I read a lot. And I, you know, like I, we we touched on before. Like I was really young and going. My parents put me in a psychiatrist thing. And um, I got addicted to Newsweek. So I had a Newsweek subscription. And, I mean, Newsweek is garbage, but I did read the news as super young, you know. And I read Newsweek cover to cover every fucking week. And, like, did I know everything in there? No. Did I retain it all? No. But I fucking read it. And so, like, and then the... The obvious, like, alternative, we didn't have cable yet, so the obvious obvious alternative to a news source for me was punk scenes. You know, Maximum Rock and Roll was a, was a big place to find out about more political things outside in the world. And how, how long did it take you to find people that with, that with, with like, the similar thinking that you had? It wasn't people. I've never, I've never had a solid I, I you know I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings but like like it's you know it's it did have, I wasn't never part of a hive mind I was except unless it was like a band you know but I never had like a I never been in until like much later in my life been in like in like say a group of, I didn't hang out with like punks I mean I, me and my friend Marty and my friend Jeff my friend Rob but Marty and Jeff and I hung out a lot and made like four track recordings and like were creative and made fun of people at our school and shit and like and then me and Fred and Lance went fishing. <laughs> you know, that was those are my like hives. Pretty much I'm probably forgetting somebody, you know, all the people that listen to your podcast are probably get bummed out and be like, Oh, what about me? Well, I mean, well, well, it's like you were part of the the, the scene, quote unquote. No, uh, 
I, I, I went to shows. I, I went to shows and said hi to people, but like, you know, I didn't hang out with them before or after or during, or like in the off season, you know? Yeah. Like, it was, it was hard to be, but like, I would know when shows were happening. I would go to flyers. I would ask at the record stores. I would, you know, I would ask people. I would, you know, and I, you know, I read zines and, and I went to like every fucking show I could possibly that there was. I went to, you know, I and, went to like and all these things. The metal, I went to heavy metal shows, like local heavy metal shows and local punk shows and like garages. And all these things that you did uh, shaped a pers- perspective. But you're living through, like the, the the thing that I want to talk about is like the eight, like the Reagan era eighties. That was the escape. From and that you shit. you kind of like you lived through it. You had a perspective that was built through all these different experiences that you had. But the, there was a network. There was a there was. I think there was part of the network of like say punk and and, and hip hop and metal and stuff because there was a, a whole network underground tape trading, trading records, etc., trading zines, idea trading without the use of any court, the, the only corporate tool used to any of that was the fucking post office, you know? And like, and we'd even debate, well, we use the fucking government to communicate, you know, it would be like a thing, you know, because he had to complain about something. And like, but so these sorts of things, you didn't get on TV, you know, you didn't get... And if you did get them on TV, they were kind of exploitive. Well, you'd see shit on MTV and you'd be kind of stoked. But if you, like, sell, like, oh, like the punk rock Satanist on Geraldo, right, you know, or, like, the Phil Donahue. You watch that because it's funny. Yeah, you watched it because it's funny, but it was also very manipulative and exploitive and, like, the Midwestern family that had no yeah, idea. To me, I mean, it never felt like that to me. When they fucking put Gigi Allen on Geraldo and shit, and like, it didn't feel exploitative. It was just Gigi sitting there, like, and it was like, and I don't, you know, I don't even think he was freaking out the squares. He's just fucking being Gigi, and he's just like, and like, he wasn't freaking I, out the squares. But the reason that they put him on was they knew that he was gonna be freaking out the squares. Well, that's the thing. They're like, here's this freak show, and. And not only does he not react to, to or take that bait, I'm saying I didn't like I didn't take that fucking bait either. I'm just like, oh, there's Gigi Allen. I'm recording this so I'll, because I'll probably never see it again. I still have it's funny. And like, <laughs> it's funny. And he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, it's great. And so is, and everybody on that show is fucking hilarious. And you know, they and they know that like, they're they know that they're my daddy I would die for like that shit is so fucking and they know that they're being they're putting themselves in a place in a place to be exploited but they also they're in on the joke whereas the people that they put them aren't in on in on the joke. I mean, kind of. when the cameras turn off, Gigi's still Gigi. Geraldo ain't Geraldo, but I guarantee you, Gigi's still Gigi. But then, yeah. like, okay, I watched fucking. Uh, Donahue had this thing and fucking there's Roger from Agnostic Front and Vinny from Agnostic Front on there, right? And Roger's like spouting off some racist, some, I can't say, I'll say by today's standards, definitely racist, but it's more transitional and sophomoric, what he's saying, sophomoronic, but like, you know, he's, he's, it was that 80s, 80s New York fucking, you know, 
mindset. Yeah, fucking the blacks is taking over everything. You know, they just want to freak your head out. And I and I and I work a job in New York, so that makes me fucking better than everybody. And that was kind of the narrative then, you know. But <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is like, so this is the point of my the, the what I was calling is like we we discussed JFK. We just discussed Kate QAnon. But like this is like it's like directly the eighties era Reagan and his assassination attempt that like that, that meant nothing. Like that, that really, really meant nothing. Like I was gonna try to say earlier, dude. That was everything I like you know where you were when you heard first heard Reagan was shot it's like no it's like never ever I know I mean, you know like there was never like this week on 2020 the Reagan assassination attempt a perspective you know and like you never see any of that shit so it's like yeah and because, I don't know it was maybe because it wasn't political in nature and so they weren't like it wasn't like you know, you didn't have, like, the, the collusion between the government, media, blah, 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 you saying, you know, every time they show JFK getting his head blown off, that's not just a historical document. It's still a threat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What? I mean, still valid. He's still dead. He was still murdered by the government. That's that's still a threat. You know? Well, to me, I mean, is that... Is that, that message. It's that it's... It's the fact that the Reagan era was so kind of concisely capitalist, and that well, that like he, I said, there was that there and was everyone that wanted to gap. kill everyone that everyone would have wanted to kill Reagan, but the guy that wanted to kill Reagan, none of those things came into play. Well, he was just like, was like know, a, no one, no citizen had gotten close to murdering a fucking president in a hundred years all of them all the fucking assassination attempts were politically motivated you know um except you know, for the one. we can talk about the one that's gonna the, we can talk about the one that's gonna the 147th anniversary happens in what is today the 11th and so in three days is the 147th anniversary of John Wilkes Booth uh, breaking his leg at the Ford Theater, <laughs> and getting, <laughs> hiding in a barn for three for a week, um, like the uh, the the, the, the uh, you know the Hinckley thing is probably just an embarrassment, which is why no one really knows where they were on that day because no one's been fed that. Like you know, you, everybody gets fed where they were on nine eleven and where they were, and you get fed that information to where people think they where they were and shit, you know? And like, but that Reagan thing, I, I, I'm trying to remember, I think my dad was like, hey, some guy tried to kill the president today. And I'm like, That was oh. fun. It, well, you know, and it was, well, it was different because it was like when the PSA plane came down and my dad came to school to talk to us about it, you know, like before. He's like, hey, before we go, I gotta talk to you about something that happened today, you know? Like, and, um, well, well, to me, it's like it's like the administration was more impactful culturally and economically than the actual person that was president. 
Reagan could have been killed that day, but his administration, the things that they'd done, would have continued to do what they'd done. And we now are now where we are in this country in a, a direct response because of what the 80s era of Reaganomics. Yeah, but yeah, changing, changing the, the, you change, there's, there's you, you make the government not only like spiritual, but also affluent. And people, you know, it's weird how people respect rich people here. And so like, when you had these guys, and they, they all became like, if they weren't career politicians, like fucking Rumsfeld and shit, like, they Dick were- Cheney. Bush. Derek Mark Cheney, but who was also a capitalist, you know, and so Cheney, Cheney was, you know, Cheney was using his fucking positions to, to gain economic, political influence across the globe. Newt Gingrich, Gingrich. I don't know nothing about him, so I'll just say that he, he was he used to own a Wendy's and um, that, that turned into a church, and and. And then he, and then he hated Christmas, right? Yeah, he hates Christmas. <laughs> the Grinch. So this, this has been a really interesting conversation, Davey. It's going on towards midnight, past midnight. Yeah, you called me like at eleven thirty. Yeah, but this is great. I know I'm all over the map, but you asked for the '80s experience, and like the '80s were all over the map. Yeah, you know? but it was like. Dude, I can't stress enough the the cultural fucking like it's not just the fucking music. I mean, when, you know, it's not just the music from '83 and Madonna and everything like it and you know and all that Go Go's and shit. Like it was like you know this like it was a renaissance and it was global and it was awesome and like MTV had its fucking the early MTV before I got before like CBS took over and shit like that like you know you got you watched regional fucking art bands from across the world who you would have never heard of other than MTV and that didn't have like a fucking agent agent going like gotta put these guys on like you know cause you know like it got to the point where like no artist got paid to be on MTV like so, blink every you know. Like you think Spotify is bad because you make fucking one fifteenth of it. You wouldn't make a dime being on MTV, and you'd have to have million dollar budget videos that went against your con. You know, they like put you all in the contracts, and you don't get a fucking dime for it. It doesn't make anybody any money. Like that's insane. Like so, the, let me ask you this question: like, comparative from the eighties to now. Just like in a, in the in the political landscape, do you think it's when you were politically active in the eighties, it was much harder because you actually had to do something to be politically active. But now you can just post a meme on Facebook and act like you're polit- politically active. But that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like that if, if somebody who's not going to be if that's the level if. The level of my political action does not involve me, like, throwing firebombs at police cars at, at 53 years old. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not politically active. Um, but the people 
that do throw fucking firebombs at police cars. I, I mighty fine folks. Uh, the folks that post memes. Um, there's not, I, 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 yeah, if that's it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I, I see people that that's all they do. I see no original content from some people. And I would like somebody who posts a bunch of memes to maybe throw up some original content. You know, and maybe like lay the ground out or just take a piss out of the fucking political arena at the time. You know, but it's okay because um, I, 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 do I think there's a easy, it's easy to be lazy. Um, yeah, but I am lazy, man. You know, it's like. But you have like passionate ideas and you have a passionate kind of like. The protests and the marches and shit in 20, you know, in 2020, 2021, like, I mean, I, I went in full on, like, I was down there almost nightly. I was like, I drove down and fucking drove around the police station for, you know, multiple times a night, making sure that people, you know, making just making sure shit was the same every night, you know, that they weren't building up troops or anything. But then when it got down to marching and, you know, I got gassed a couple times. And at one point I was like, I, I was sitting, I was sitting in the van, I was giving water out over like the, you know, to like the kids passing by and stuff. And, um, and honking and, you know, throwing the lights on it. And I was like, man, I wish I, I was in a lot of pain and stuff. And I was like, man, I wish I could march with these kids. Um, and then, you know, I was like, fuck, that sucks, you know, but I'm doing my part. I couldn't, you know, it was, I was still in a lot of pain, you know. And anyway, like, um, I learned that, and then it got down, sorry to fucking take so long, but I got down to a point where I, I, I walked, I was walking home up the hill and I walked past the cop stations, like, you know, just down the hill from my house. And, um, and there was a protest going on. So I just like, I was like, well, I'm walking past the protest. I fucking went and joined the kids. And then I saw the cops do something and I, my goat got up so fucking gnarly that I was like, I can't do these protests anymore. Like, I'm going to be the guy who throws the fucking, burns the cop car down. And like, I wouldn't be doing anybody good, anybody good by doing that, you know, and like losing my temper and losing my, um, the ability to make sense of the, all the shit that was happening because it was really, really crazy. It, you know, it was crazy. I've been to billions of protests and there's always a couple of people who don't like it and that's fine and they stay on the side and call you a cunt and this was different, you know, and, and because you had cops that were on the side of that were just like the cops were ready to and that's kind of what I wanted to get to like the basically the 
you lived from the eighties, where there was kind of like a like a nonchalance kind of just acceptance of where our culture was going up into the nineties, and then the two thousands, and up until now, where like there there's there's going to be a, a point where it the lid blows off. There's a there's always been a generational kind of like um, uh, recycling, I guess I could say. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, wait, keep going before I get mad because these are the same motherfucking problems, dude. Yeah, we're we're going through the same thing, but there's only so much that uh, the working class people, the day to day people, can put up with them before they just lose their shit completely. You know, you know, it, it, you know, it sucks. I, 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 it sucks because this, this depresses the shit out of me. And, I, and I'm not saying this to like, to give myself any kudos whatsoever because it's a depressing thing. But like, before May 25th, 2020, I said, as soon as the cops come and go back to work, they're going to kill somebody. And, that that morning when I first saw that shit on TV, I said, oh, "Things went back to work. They couldn't even fucking last six fucking hours." <laughs> you know, like to know that because these are the same problems. That's a that's why I mentioned it. It's because it's the same fucking problems. You can't regurgitate these kids that were out in the fucking street dancing and and fucking having like fucking dance offs and taking over the freeway and fucking turning into a fucking party and like you know before the pigs started burning them up and fucking you know gassing them and shit like there you know there was real protest and then there was party and then there was community and it was a different man it was it, it just that's why I wanted to be down there with those kids you know and like I didn't want to fuck their thing up by being that asshole who fucking burns a police car down. You know, that was those nighttime dudes, and those dudes are all cops and fucking militant fucks and junkies anyway, you know? Like, that, it's fucking, they're the same problems, and, which is the racism and the, the continued support of and the, the continued support and relabeling of slavery by the fucking government and at the state, local, and federal level, you know, and at the corporate level. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're kind of stuck in that cycle. And it's a cycle, and it's, but we're left with now, every, because and now everybody can see it, you know, and because, of, like I said, like before we. Only had letters really to t- and the phone call to talk about it, and now you fucking see it, and you see it before the media does. So like when you're watching the fucking news, all I can actually I never see Fox or CNN or any of that shit, so I have no idea what it's like. But I imagine it's all like John Oliver, where it's like, yeah, we already know what happened, 
now you're just giving me the op-ed on it. And even like something like CNN, like, you know, they don't, they're not there to do anything but pick up the pieces. And I, I bet you 10 bucks they have way more people scouring the internet for stories than they do the bricks, you know? Well, that, this is why I wanted your perspective because you were you lived through the '80s where all this shit was, where all this shit that we're living in through now originated. It originated. It's always there, man. Originated with fucking Cliff Rock landed on us and shit, dog. You know that's when that shit originated. The first fucking person came here and said it was theirs. You know, like, but it, it's just a slow building process that whole building process and when you have somebody like reagan and he gets and he, and he gets the support of god <laughs> that's 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 a fucking nero you know and instead of just being nero or hitler it's just our fucking office our culture it's our government yeah our government is the emperor you know, it's not just a single person. It's a fucking democracy. You know, <clears throat> and then fucking, you know, and so the U.S. will continue to sell you on these fucking figurehead, all-encompassing. You know, knock that weeble over, and the fucking castle will fall. You know, kill, kill, hang Saddam Hussein, and then the next day everything will be better. start the Star Wars program in the 80s. Space lasers. Well, he, he got, he... I gotta, I gotta end this podcast. I'm gonna stop. Give me, give me your last words. Closing statement. That's how I'm going to do it.